0: Excrete all over my shaft. Oh. I, don't, I don't know why that was like Sean Connery thing.
1: <laughs>
0: but allow me shaft. to change your fluids.
1: Oh my god. I'm sweating. Not sure why.
0: I'm sweating my excretions onto you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. That
0: got a little weird. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's Conversations with Two and a Half Asians. I am your full Asian host, Ty M. Tran. I'm pointing at Anne and she's just laughing at me.
2: I'm your other full Asian host, and she. And I am your half Asian host, Lena Earhart.
0: Thank you for tuning in. This week's topic, what are we talking about this week?
2: It's a little broad, but I was thinking about it as a kind of retrospective of intentions and hopes and dreams for this podcast. I'll start off with an example. For me, having a platform... To really put my voice and thoughts out there is something very new to me. I'm not like an artiste like the two of you where you're kind of used to having some kind of creative outlet. And it is some representation of like who you are that you're Mm. putting out there into the world. Mm. I work a corporate job, and I do corporate shit, and it's, I don't know, it's not made necessarily for public consumption, and so having this as an outlet is very new confidence building of sorts to well i guess it's cuz we haven't really like put it out there yet and gotten any feedback <laughs> oh my god i know i've been
1: thinking about that like wow i really fucking said that and that's going to be on the internet forever
0: yeah so we haven't as of today we haven't actually published the podcast yet so <laughs> we're totally doing this in a vacuum but you know we want to get a few in the can so that everyone can sort of get a good idea of what the show is about with a few episodes
2: i think the other thing i will also add to the mix is I don't feel that it is common for Asians to really put a line in the sand or a stake in the ground, whatever that it is, to say, like, this is who I am, kind of unapologetically, and believing that, you know, you are paving a way for others to follow. I guess this feels kind of entrepreneurial to me. Mm. Mm. You know, in a very creative, putting your thoughts out there kind of sense. Not necessarily capitalistic, but like Mm -hmm. maybe building up social capital of sorts.
0: I think we're not used to feeling like we're blazing trails Mm. or that we are in a position of authority or expertise to explain things to people. I mean, I feel kind of the same way in that a lot of my life has been from a place that uh, nothing of note. We're not famous people, and not even like within our own fields. And so you
1: guys kind of are. Are you kidding me? No, Ty. What? You're like a celebrated video editor.
0: Mm, well, maybe locally in Seattle. Yeah, I don't know, within like the.
1: So you just said that we were like not even famous within yeah, our. Yeah, you said you were, okay. we were nobodies. Thanks. And well, you're, you are somebody. We're. <laughs> and Anne is going to become <laughs> a viral sensation with her kitchen garden Instagram.
0: Right. <laughs> um. I appreciate that. I don't know if that's overselling it or what. Again, I think this is part of what I'm trying to say. I, I am not used to being of any position of note or feeling like I have something to offer people. Like, I feel like our voices aren't heard. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no room in the world for Asian voices. And so to try and carve out a space for mm-hmm. ourselves feels like, that feels novel.
2: Yeah. Mm.
0: And I know that's what I have reacted to, just editing all this and just listening to us speak within the context that this is going out in a form that people are supposed to listen to and hopefully gain something from it. Like, that feels weird to me. Mm.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You were the one who brought up the idea in the first place. Mm -hmm. How does it compare with this milestone that we're at now, which is very close to publishing?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm nervous. You know, like, whenever you put anything out there creatively that you know, you've worked on it, um, and toiled away at it and you know you know all of the mistakes that you aren't able to fix or that you know there will be stuff that you're not gonna be happy with. And it's a personal thing, especially something like this where it is about us.
1: Very you really. know, we're not
0: yeah. And yeah, that's super nerve wracking Mm -hmm. in knowing that like the internet can be a very cruel place Mm -hmm. and it can be very judgmental Mm -hmm. i'm like extremely nervous about it (laughs) Mm -hmm. and like i don't want to get canceled like if i say something you know like we always talk about how we're not like professors we're not experts at this stuff it's us sort of working through these issues and we're bound to be wrong and we're bound to offend people Mm -hmm. someone Mm -hmm. um and like i've just never had to deal with that you know, if if we're lucky enough to make it into the <laughs> yeah, public's consciousness, hearts. yeah, you know,
1: because <laughs> oh. yeah, that,
0: yeah, that would mean we'd have some sort of reach.
1: And, and the risk of us getting canceled should not—I want to say belie but I don't know that I'm using it right. I just want to say that word. Okay. So yeah. what I'm going to say instead <laughs> is no. that um, it shouldn't silence us. Cancel culture is a really dangerous thing, mm-hmm. and there's zero room in that for growth and transformation and that's truly what should be normalized except i definitely canceled my fair share of corporations
0: (laughs) it's okay they're corporations
1: (laughs) fuck you bezos fuck Uh, you we
0: can cancel bezos he can handle it daddy bezos
1: daddy bezos
0: um the, the other day we had some friends over some of our white friends and one of them asked us, like, what are you trying to accomplish with the podcast?
2: And who is like, our audience? Who, who is our
0: audience? Not like as an offensive thing. He okay. wasn't accusing us of anything, but just, just genuinely as curious. curious. Yeah. genuinely mm-hmm.
1: curious. How did you respond?
0: <laughs> um, there are not many Asian voices out there in media in general, not in this country. And I feel the three of us are emotionally mature people. I, well, I know you guys are. You know, jury's still out on me. No you, you know, I, think I was... I would hope that the people that haven't made the same journey that we have or don't have those same experiences that, that we do, and it, particularly Asian people too, because I w- am an Asian person that not too long ago didn't think about any of this stuff that we touch on, that we have touched on mm-hmm. in the podcast and previous episodes and hopefully we'll touch on in the future. And that probably they're not they're not going to be thinking about that sort of thing. Yeah, Hopefully for them, they can glean some sort of insight from us and then also if, you know, other people that aren't Asian people listen to the podcast, they will get some sort of perspective on what it's like being Asian American cuz I think a lot of people don't know what that's like. How yeah. could they, you know?
2: What's it been like for you, Elena? Um why do you show up here for like 2 I just, hours every week?
1: <laughs> I just really like getting to know you both and connecting with you in in pretty personal ways i don't necessarily have like a larger aspirational you know agenda or hope for my impact Mm. uh, i think because i'm just kind of skeptical of my ability to actually have an impact and i feel like the things that i'm saying aren't necessarily new
2: yeah you know
1: or mind-blowing what's that face
0: uh, I was going to disagree. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But I'm going to let you finish.
1: Yeah. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I very much default to a place of your voice is unimportant. Mm-hmm. You are not that special. Please walk away from the mic and let somebody else speak. Mm-hmm. But I've gone through springs and summers, not really winters, because that's life here, feeling really declarative on social media mm-hmm. um, and in my writing.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the defaulting to thinking that your voice doesn't matter is something I think we can all relate to, and that's I almost didn't want to do this podcast, and I still have moments where I'm like I don't know if I want to publish this because I think that what we have to say is not that important or no one's gonna find it interesting yeah um yeah, and i hate I hate that that's something that I constantly have to deal with it's mm-hmm. it's it's almost. As if I'm always asking myself, are you even good enough to have imposter syndrome? Ooh, harsh. Mm. Even asking the question is defeating, (laughs) you know? But I always feel like I have to uh, consciously try and work through that. Every time I think about, okay, well, this episode's done, that means I'm one step closer to publishing this, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I very early on wanted to license that music, yeah. license the music for the intro and the outro, because then it's like, okay, I've got money in the game.
1: Yeah, Totally, yes. I do too. Yeah, that's
0: right. I, mean, I do too. But I, I want to say that as I go through and listen to the episodes and edit the episodes, I learn something again. So in addition to doing the recording sessions, when I listen to it again, I pick up more stuff from both of you, sometimes from myself too. But th- there, there is definitely stuff that you both have said that I haven't heard before, for me, was very insightful. You don't find it insightful because you already know it.
1: The stuff I say? Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But guaranteed there are someone out there, especially Greg, like when Gr- Greg doesn't know the stuff that you're telling him, but now he does. Right,
1: Greg? We're watching you, Greg.
2: I think having gone through the last year with my friend group and my coworkers and feeling really upset that they were not Mm. like, this sounds bad, but like not better people because I felt like a shitty person and I wanted, I wish that there were other people who were better than me to have like lifted me up out of my like ignorance, right? Mm -hmm. And I've realized that one, I can't place those expectations of why I feel shitty about myself on other people to be better. Everyone is trying to figure out the best that they can.
1: Are they? No. <laughs> Some people are. I hear you. I hear you. And I also hear me. I,
2: yep. I, I I still struggle with saying that because it's also like, well, that also breeds a lot of fucking complacency. Totally. Totally. And I hate that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Um, but you're right. But then it's also like, I realize that I have now a very different perspective than a lot of other people. And that I don't get to share about it all the time. And I and I think I realize that I am unique. And I want to have camaraderie with the people that are socially closest to me right which is which would be my my friend group here and and my coworkers. and I wanted them to be more similar so that I can feel like I'm accepted and like we're kind of in this together but turns out we're all still different people in different places in life reading a lot of different things and so the amount of books and literature and authors that you have read Elena is amazing a lot of people have no idea who those people are who have never like read it. And like, those are transformative ideas that I think are worth seeding into the world a little bit at a time. So I think you do have a, a lot of great ideas to share. And I think the fact that we are Asians talking about it and working through it, I think that is also where representation does matter.
1: hmm You know, it's so funny that you, s- well, first of all, thanks for saying that. That was really meaningful to hear. Second of all, I remember right before the 2016 election, I was like starving for Asian American points of view, Mm -hmm. especially on podcasts, because I just didn't know how I fit into this dialogue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is going to sound really naive, kind of problematic, but maybe I'm just being insecure about it. Hip hop is one of my favorite musical genres, and it's been that way since high school. Mm -hmm. And... I've been, like, obsessive about certain hip-hop artists. Kendrick Lamar being one of them. His ability to tap into, like, extremely impactful storytelling. I started falling in love with his music. I was listening so intently to his lyrics, which are all about the experience of being a black American man in L.A., Mm -hmm. like in Compton. I don't know. I think I thought myself too white to actually be able to connect with what he was saying. Mm. And I was seeking validation through Asian voices. Maybe I had my own sort of like racial plight. And here we are in 2021 and we're making our own podcast to be one of those voices that I was searching for so Mm. desperately. You know what I'm saying? That was a very circuitous route
0: we got there though
2: i think that's the value of like seeing represent it's not even just seeing representation but it's experiencing it i think for me the feeling asian podcast was like Mm -hmm. it is uh, man it i can't even explain how comforting that it is to me to hear their voices the jokes that they make their mannerisms Mm -hmm. it feels like home Mm -hmm. in a way that i had not felt in a really long time
0: the idea of seeing someone that looks like you doing things that you typically see white people doing or black people doing or something you know like there is a subconscious thing going on there where if you don't see other people that look like you doing what you want to do you just don't think that like you're meant to do that
2: Mm -hmm. you don't even think about it
0: yeah like how are you supposed to know i don't know like i i never saw asian people doing fill in the blank and so it just never occurred to me that i could be doing that you know, which feels like a weird thing to say. Like, why would that make sense? Like, just do it yourself if you don't see someone doing it, you know? But like, when you're not a child, it like, you just, that's not how you think. Yeah. You know? And you
1: just accept it Yeah. as kind of a hard and fast or a soft yeah, ruler, guide rail. Yeah. And now we're at a point where we're like, no, fuck you. Yeah. We're going to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess all that to say is that finding yourself. Reflected back to you in the culture that you're living in is something that's new to me. Mm-hmm. And having experienced that now, I wanted to be part of that.
2: Yeah. And I think what's fascinating is that you didn't even know that you were missing it until you found it. Yeah. Right? Like Crazy Rich Asians was, it felt like it was not for the white gays. Mm-hmm. Happy mm-hmm. Pride <laughs> Month. <laughs> um, Wait, why?
0: The, the white gaze. Why? That, that was a pun.
2: <laughs> oh
1: <laughs> shit! Fuck! Happy Pride. Happy
0: white pride. gaze. Um. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you're right about Crazy Rich Asians because there was a few scenes in there. Um, there was that scene in the middle of the movie where they go to someone's house and it's like this big old like drone shot. We follow some kids running into a house and they stop and take off their shoes and they pick up the shoes and run through the house. They come out mm. the backyard, put their shoes back on, then proceed into the backyard. Right, mm. and that's like, and that just that's a thing that just happens, right? Um, if it was like made for a white audience, people, would, some character would say, "Well, I gotta take off my shoes." This is strange. Mm-hmm. You know, they would like make a mm-hmm. thing out of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like everyone just that's just what happens, you know. Yeah. Um the other thing was like playing mahjong, you know, like yeah. they didn't they scene. didn't stop to explain to the audience like how mahjong works, mm-hmm. you know, which is like totally an expository scene that would have happened if that was made for like a white audience, right? So
1: true. So true.
2: It was a activist that I follow that I found, his name is Andre Henry. He says that the purpose of art is to inspire revolution, like help you imagine a, yeah. a revolution in a different future. Yes. This podcast is also art in a way. Mm-hmm. That is kind of why I f- feel really empowered by it because it's helping people kind of imagine something a little bit different than what we have today. You didn't even know you maybe were missing the voice of Asian experiences or hearing the stories. And then if we are putting this out there, it's like maybe that'll change someone's world Mm. just a little
0: bit. Mm -hmm. When we were watching Schitt's Creek, which was a fantastic show. If you haven't watched Schitt's Creek, definitely watch it. It's about this rich family that moves to a small town the son is gay, and you know they don't hit any of the the usual story beats you would think of when you think of a story about a metropolitan gay man uh, moving to a small town in America, right? Like you would think there'd be something about like hate crimes there, but that's just not what happens in the story. And there was an interview with Dan Levy, the writer, and his thing was that he didn't want to tell that story because he just wanted to create a world where that didn't exist. Mm. You know, and like the story is better for it because of that. Mm. And so I kind of look at what we're doing here and we are involved in that process of imagining the world that we want to be, Mm. you know.
1: To be honest with you, I feel like I haven't given that enough credence. I feel like I live in my head all the time. I hear my thoughts all the time. I am no stranger to expressing those. And I don't think I've really valued In this specific context, the power in numbers of the the three of us together, and the power of amplifying those numbers through broadcasting and sharing what we're talking about. And that's Mm. so valuable. I
0: think even now it's hard for me to, like, it almost feels silly for me to say that, you know? But it's an impulse that I'm trying to fight, right? Of just automatically discounting our experiences or what we have to say about those experiences yeah you know I think that's such a natural thing for Asian Americans to do especially like people that are Im- mm-hmm. immigrant <laughs> Asian Americans right it's such a fucking curse like actively constantly work through
2: to know your value yeah mm-hmm
1: and you don't have to be satisfied with what you're given yeah. or not given
2: how does it feel for you Elena to to hear yourself there is an artifact of you and your brain and your heart that is out there. Kind of scary.
1: It's cool. Um, <laughs> the first couple episodes, like, we got into some pretty intense, <laughs> you know, yeah, formative childhood trauma stuff, which I'm down to discuss until the cows come home. Um, but that was really powerful to hear uh, with a little bit of disassociation, <laughs> you know, yeah, um, as if I'm listening to a podcast that I love to listen to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I am overly critical of myself, Signature Me. I think sometimes I wish I could have said something differently. I think... (laughs) Now I'm just going to rattle off all the critiques I have of myself. (laughs) But yeah, I think maybe I should be spending more time feeling proud that I'm able to speak to some of these things.
0: I think you should, because you definitely have a way of summarizing things that... I think are very eloquent. It's funny because when I listen to the episodes, everybody has a different speaking style and a different cadence, right? And you can see it in the waveforms.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Like how people are speaking. Oh, yeah.
0: And uh, I'm definitely more of a rambly person, um, which I'm mm-hmm. trying to work on. Really? I feel like I am. It feels almost as if when you're starting a sentence that you've had it worked out oh. and it's just coming out fully formed. Damn. Most of the time. I mean, obviously, clearly, you know, sometimes we ramble. Yeah. And that's fine.
1: Got a couple of ramblers.
0: Yeah. But for me, I feel like I mostly ramble. Hmm. And then eventually I wrap it up at the end. Like, that's clearly a pattern for me. Whereas I feel for you, like, you definitely come out and you have it wrapped hmm. up already and you're hmm. presenting it. At least that's what it comes off as. Right? Sweet.
1: <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that is the antithesis of what I
0: feel. And, and when I listen to Anne, what I hear you doing is it really feels like you're really listening and mm-hmm. you are able to ask a question that moves the conversation along.
1: Yeah, you're a really good listener. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, you are very thoughtfully inquisitive. Mm-hmm. I noticed that too.
0: Cool. I see us all shrinking away from <laughs> the audience. So uncomfortable.
2: Like, wh- yeah. what? We're good at something?
0: What but I... we are,
2: right? Like, I think that's also what I've been learning over the last year is i'm 35 like i must have something that i've learned we are adding some value to the world and i think we should find confidence in that and claim it and i you don't know use it for good
0: and even if mm. we don't add anything to the world i feel like it adds something to my world <laughs> which is really all i give a shit about so yeah this is worth it for me
2: totally are you afraid of failure and what does that look like in the context of this podcast because in General, that is a a theme amongst Asians to be afraid of failure.
0: Mm-hmm. God.
2: But to me, like if I get like one listener
0: <laughs> Greg. If Greg listens to me. <laughs>
2: Greg I don't know. I Ty, I think like you said, it's 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 almost for ourselves.
0: For sure. For for me, this is completely for my myself. I would say first and foremost, Selfish. that is what it is. For me personally, this is about my own personal growth and hopefully our own personal growth if we happen to find an audience awesome although having said that I think failure would be like it doesn't go anywhere no one listens to this thing so I guess that sort of I suppose that belies my oh. initial <gasps> intention bastard <laughs> that belies what I really feel at the beginning of the podcast we'll hold up flashcards and everyone's got to work in these <gasps> words at some point in the episode. that would
1: be super fun acrimonious <laughs> pedagogical oh man pedagogical pedagogical yeah failure
0: failure is well within my vocabulary
1: yeah that's what we call a cereal box word
0: oh, So a word what's you a cereal can box? find
1: on the back of a cereal box
0: oh interesting just like a pedestrian place yeah
1: okay oh so pedestrian mm. failure for me looks like saying something i really regret hmm. that did not Accurately reflect my views that I wasn't thoughtful enough that terrifies me and it's bound to happen on some level yeah Mm -hmm. I'm already regretting things I've already said in this episode (laughs) (laughs) I mean I will falter and I will fail in that regard but maybe that's not failure but that's just part of being human
0: yeah I think it's really difficult for people especially in the public eye you know hopefully we'll be in the public eye but for people to spring forth into the public consciousness as fully formed entities, mm. you know, people grow, right? Um, Tom Cruise in the past wasn't what Tom Cruise is now, right? Like Are we he's sure? very different. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm not um, a big
1: Tom Cruise fan over here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you? I'm not hanging out with Tom Cruise.
1: Okay. Cool.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> um, I, there's definitely things I've said in like the first or second episode where I, I've listened to it and I was like. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of an ignorant thing to say. Mm-hmm. Or there's ways you could have clarified that yeah. to be more nuanced. Totally, One was about that, like at the American dream thing and how, mm. um, you know, I was saying that my mother better encapsulates the American dream than most white Americans, Yeah, I, I would argue. and But the whole thing about the American dream is that it is kind of a lie. Yeah, it's um, a total myth. I view the American dream as a mythology. And it's this myth that doesn't diminish the power of it. But it does say that it is in some ways a myth.
1: You mm-hmm. know,
0: It draws people to the, the U.S. because of the stream that they have.
1: Oh, myths are yeah. very powerful.
0: Yeah. And so not to say that it's like true or that it's like something you have a fair shot at, but it, it's still a powerful force globally. So that's what I would say about that now. And I didn't say that then because yeah. reasons.
1: Yeah. I like this. I like this. Maybe we should allow ourselves.
0: Yeah. I I think allowing ourselves space to grapple with the nuances that we haven't been able to touch on in the past, I think is, is a good thing to do.
1: Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: I would hate to come off as being ignorant,
1: Oh, it's the worst, you know,
0: and wrong. But I know I will, and I probably have, you know. If we create a Gmail address, then we're going to get some hate mail. I know it—at least critical stuff, right? Absolutely. Um, and that's going to be hard for me not to feel like that's a failure.
1: I'm probably going to need to re-enter therapy
2: again at that point.
0: <laughs> Gen- be gentle. Of, be cost
2: gentle. Of the podcast. Just Can I expense went up. that? <laughs> I have spent so much time being critical for not being perfect. And holding myself back for that, Mm -hmm. that I don't, I want to say I don't care, but Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously I do, but
0: we try not to care.
2: Yeah. But in this moment, I am not letting that hold me back, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's like, I don't know. Okay. Sorry. I can do better. Like I, this is just me sharing my thoughts, which like plenty of no offense, like yes, offense, plenty of white people just put their thoughts out there and they are not afraid of their opinions like (laughs) offending anyone.
0: Anyone that's on Facebook will know that. So Mm -hmm.
2: like, why can't I do it? Like, why do I have to be so afraid of getting it right and then not being able to speak? I think it's all in how you handle it, right? Like if we have offended someone or we didn't articulate something correctly, if we are defensive and mean back to them, like that would deserve canceling, right? But I think it's like, the transformative justice idea. Sure. Where you give people room to improve. Yeah. And then you move on. It's like in how you handle that with humility and grace. Making and it not,
1: a conversation.
2: Yeah. And, and not about having to be perfect because... Yeah, that is exhausting. No,
0: it's not. Again, when I'm editing these episodes, I'm always: is this good enough? Can I call it quits on this one and move on to the next one? And just even the idea of having a podcast, right? Because like, I everybody has a podcast these days, right? Yeah. And so, you know, part of the thought process was: am I just jumping on the bandwagon here? Do I am I going to be okay with someone saying, "Oh, you've got a podcast"? What's it about video games? You know, Um, there's been so many things in the past that I've wanted to do that I've stopped myself from doing because I either didn't think I could make it perfect enough to show people or it didn't feel like people would want to see or hear what I had to say. I've wanted to start a, a car-focused YouTube channel because I love cars. I'm totally a motorhead and I direct and edit and animate for a living. And so I have perfect. those skills, right? But I haven't done that because part of me feels like no one's going to want to see content. You no won't know until you try. Exactly. So when it came time to do this podcast, I've had the same feeling, hmm. but I said, no, fuck that. I'm going to do this and you know let Here the chips are. fall where they may
2: creative director animator editor audio engineer
0: oh god don't put that last one in there to yep. <laughs> so the actual audio engineers in the audience are like this is not that good man this is not that good oh <laughs> there is a lot to have to overcome to do something like this which seems very silly to say but it's real is something that i know i deal with a lot and i think mm-hmm. y'all do as well yeah um I'm glad that we're doing it. I'm I'm hoping that people do get something out of it.
1: Just got to get that Instagram set up. This will be the last comment on failure. Mm. Failure would be accepting paid advertising.
0: Ooh, Ooh.
2: sponsorship.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, We're Patreon all day.
2: But get your
0: coin where you can. Nah. Make that Skrilla?
1: I don't want to have to like... You're not going to sell out. Hell no. I'm not going to sell your Olay plastic bottle... What about like... Um, sulfate bullshit. What <sighs> if you got your,
2: your equilibrium farms?
0: <laughs> yeah, what if, it's a, what if it's a brand that you you align with value-wise? I
1: feel like that's
2: really hard to do unless it is, like, a... I, I hate ads on Small-scale veggie farm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when Brene Brown had... I, I remember when she first started her podcast and she was like, I'm only going to do ones that I align with and then it... Oh, I bet she... Yeah. Mm-hmm, if the check's the large best enough. best
0: intentions, yeah. God. <sighs> Everyone's morals are for sale.
1: Yeah. And I mean that. Like, I, mm. I don't want to be a person that... Um, you know regresses from saying that because it is really frustrating
2: so you're afraid of becoming too a big sellout. and popular yeah that we're gonna get some fucking amazon like Audible. of- oh. audible.com what if amazon came Spot. to us and Hell said no. that we
0: will give you 20 million dollars a year
1: take your money really what am i gonna do
0: <laughs> 20, What's million, your pro- 20, million
1: 20 million a year for one ad
0: for <laughs> yes no, no no what if they were like wow, we really made it if amazon said that we we want you to produce a tv show for amazon prime based on your podcast Ooh. and it's 20 million dollars wow a yeah what if daddy bezos came calling with a big Uncle blank bezos. fucking check i'd Dude. call him daddy bezos daddy.
1: Oh, god that's a good point it's easy to say no, but like that's a pretty rad opportunity, but also you know what? I don't think that's the life that I want. And I don't need 20 million dollars a year to to live a good life.
0: But do you want the audience and that and that reach? No. Yeah.
1: I don't. I don't want to be on display to that many people.
0: Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Even though I'm on display to like, you know, 2,000 on Instagram, <laughs> I'm going to pass <laughs> on the Amazon Studios. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Uh,
0: Well, I will. I just want to say now that I will have you eat those words when we get that big. (laughs) (laughs) And my friend Jeff comes calling. Sure. With his big check.
1: You Mm. can find another half Asian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could
0: buy my own half Asian. At that yeah, point. you really
1: could. <laughs> Amazing.
0: Uh, I would say that I'm the same way. Like the past year has definitely been like radicalizing for me. Like I just mm-hmm. fucking hate this capitalistic culture that we yes. live in. It's bullshit. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you this: if Amazon Studios came calling, said I want you to make a TV show, I will make it, but I will be very, very critical of Amazon with that tv show you push the boundaries because capitalists will sell you the rope to hang them with
1: yeah i at the end of the day i don't i think advertisers and marketers i am a marketer. yeah so (laughs) am i so am
0: i so preach preach
1: yeah i think we we peddle in appealing to people's insecurities and incompleteness Mm -hmm. i don't want to do that it, yeah. We can convince ourselves that it's like, oh, it's actually really helpful information. No, this is a really cool solution. Mm-hmm. It's groundbreaking. It's never been done before. It's really going to improve your quality of life. That's not true. It's going to line somebody's pockets. It's going to annoy some listener. It's going to produce a bunch of waste that we don't fucking need. And bye.
2: <laughs> can we have a list of like haters we'd like to say fuck you to this week? Whoa!
1: What? Coming out hot.
2: Fuck you, Bob!
0: Oh. Fuck you, oh, Ryan! Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. Bob, Ryan! Bob and Ryan can suck it. Oof. Suck it!
2: Thank you, bye. Okay. I know you're working on your memoir. Oh. And do you plan on publishing it anywhere or releasing it or what do you... I
1: would love to be published, starting small. I'd love to have some published pieces, some published writing out there in the internet. In the internet? In the internet? But I haven't wrapped my head around that yet. I feel like I'm still very much in a generative mm. what I want to say and how I want to say it and like what my voice as a writer is.
2: When you're ready, maybe you can make a plug for it on this podcast.
0: Plug it on the show. Oh, around. my
1: God. Get my book. Soft cover, hard cover. <laughs> Published author. Yeah. Signed copy. Elena will
0: be doing book signings at the farm.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, yes, I will. And then I'll give you some chicken eggs. There you go. And some bundles of kale. And then Anne will give you some of her cut cosmos and... <laughs> poppies and ty will make... give
0: you a strip tease
1: oh I'm sorry wow. what
0: what were you gonna say
1: <laughs> that works i was gonna say like produce a car video for you <laughs> produce a really cool car, car video yeah. of your vehicle
0: don't worry if you have a car we'll find one for you or you will
2: change your oil oh yeah
0: yeah, yeah change your oil for you <laughs> rotate your tires baby Ooh,
2: shit
0: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> tell change, me you cut most of this out
0: change your diff oil <laughs> yeah uh, my diff oil <laughs> sounds change dirty your diff fluid
1: Ew. Marley. change Ew. your fluids yeah. fluid is a word i don't think i ever want to hear in like a dirty talking scenario yeah oh you know?
0: uh, yeah fluid i want to taste your fluid yeah
1: put, <laughs> your, put your fluids all over me no. <laughs> have a good night
0: elena has got to go to sleep pretty soon. I'm a grandma. It's uh, 7.45, so it's just about Alayna's bedtime. In
1: 15 minutes.
0: Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. All of you. I think we covered some interesting stuff today. You can let us know (laughs) if we're being too boring. Make sure to tune in next week And we will be discussing something else Who the fuck knows But it will be another conversation with Two and a half Asians I am your full Asian host, Ty M. Tran
2: And I'm Anne, your other full Asian host And I'm Elena, resident half Asian
0: Signing off Bye
2: Bye Bye